The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Um, now it's time for our expert slot, and today we're looking at home renovations. Recently, more and more people have experienced increased and what they regard as extortionate prices for uh, doing a job on their home. Well, our next guest is going to share his expert advice on how to bring those costs down, because joining me now is Peter Finn, also known as Pete the Builder from RT's Home Rescue Show, owner of MDS Construction Limited, and uh, he is the author of a website called Let's Talk Homes. Pete, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for having me. And what does Let's Talk Homes do? So Let's Talk Homes is a new platform that I've set up with a friend of mine and basically it's an online consultancy where people can book a consultation directly with myself or my partner Alan and um, they can get any advice they want on construction. Sounds like a good idea. But you're going to do it for free for us this morning. Absolutely, always for you, Pat. All right, uh, how much have uh, costs gone up? Yeah, dramatically over the last um, two years, material costs have gone through the roof. We obviously had... The COVID situation going on, supply and demand, though, is still there. So therefore, material costs are absolutely at an all-time high. And while they've settled, they are certainly still a lot higher than they were in the Mm. last 18 months and and two years, you know. Okay, so people who might have got an estimate pre-COVID and they come back, we'll do the job now. The estimate is going to be much higher. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just a reality. And I suppose to, to drill down on that and, and figure out how has that happened. So you, we've just mentioned there the material costs have definitely gone gone up. Um, obviously, we've got so many different things happening in the world at the moment. Um, energy is, is, is so expensive at the moment. General cost of living, inflation, all of those things have gone up. And they do affect all manufacturing plants, all deliveries, all of those type, mm. type of aspects, which then does then come to the end cost of all materials. You've also got the same thing happening for labour as well. So pretty much any businesses out there, and and I heard this morning on the radio, unfortunately, an awful lot of small businesses are in trouble this year and could go to the wall. And that's simply because of inflation and all of those costs that we just Mm. mentioned. And some of them have been warehousing taxes uh, that are now being called upon. So that's uh, creating problems. Now, advice in terms of you're doing a job, whether it's a renovation within the home or maybe a small extension your advice would be what? Get two quotes. If you can find someone to quote for you. Yeah, that's the hard part, especially for small works. Um, it's quite difficult. Like I, I, I even see it myself, like if somebody calls me up and just asks me to price for a very small aspect of work, that doesn't really suit my business model. And it's something that I would try and give them some advice if I can. Um, but if not, you know, you really do have to try... Um, I think try and understand the material costs first as well, which is quite easy online these days. You can go, you can pretty much Google and and get an idea of material costs, which is a good starting point. And then after that, then obviously you do need to get the the appropriate trade to give you a price. So, you know, the old thing used to be get two or three people to give you a price and, you know, keep them honest. And I would still suggest that you try to do that, but it's not as easy as it used to be to do that because simply there is a huge Mm. shortage of trades in this country and uh, it's really having a ripple effect now and it's beginning to start to if you um, spec something totally, you've a better chance of getting a, a fair price than if you yeah. kind of go in there. I want to do an extension. I haven't re- really a clue what I want to do, but I want, uh, you know, a large patio the door there. I know I want that, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know much else. Yeah, too much grey area in, in that in total. Like what I'd, what I'd say is people should really do their research. They should definitely speak to a professional. Um, if you're getting any sort of an extension, you should speak, should speak to a designer or maybe an architect if you need to get uh, planning permission. Obviously, you need to get ahead of that. Therefore, when you're coming to a builder or a tradesperson, you're coming very organised. Make sure you have a good idea of what you're looking for. Absolutely take their advice and, you know, reconsider the kind of last aspects of it or, you know, you can drill down on the last kind of pieces. But 
if you come to somebody totally disorganised with too much grey area, it's a good chance you're probably not even going to uh, land on their priority list because you're just leaving too many things to, to... Yeah, and also then there's the extras at the end of the day. Well, you didn't tell me about that plug socket you, you wanted want. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the worst case scenario. You don't now, want uh, some of the questions, are there grants for just replacing front doors and patio doors with presumably double glazed and better insulated units? No, not just doors on their own. There's not. There, there are some grants for changing your windows and doors. But again, there is a certain criteria for that. You have that. to do it all, don't you? Yes, you do. Um, and again, you know, you, usually you have to to connect that with um, other grants as well. Um, the, when it comes to grants in general, there's a certain set of criteria and they're really well broken down now um, on the government websites. You can go on, you can see them. And if you take your time and read through them, you really can start to understand the different grants. Yeah. But to and you the question, can do it bit by bit. You can get grant yeah. one now and grant two then yeah. and grant three then when you can afford to add the extra money that is often required. Yeah, to, and to then they the have what's job. called a one-stop shop, which is obviously kind of is what it sounds like. It's, you know, a number of grants coming together being done by one person. But again, to answer that, f- that first question, no, you won't get a grant just for one single door. Um, this one here, I'm planning to put a log cabin in a field. Is the best supporting structure for the cabin to sit on a concrete slab? And if yes, what's the order of works? Because I'll be doing it myself. Clear the topsoil, put in the stone, put in shuttering and then concrete. That's from Dermot. Yeah, that's an interesting one because that is certainly something that's happening a lot more these days. Um, people obviously are struggling to, to rent and to buy, so it's an option that they're considering. Um, to answer the question there again, once you have a, a strong sub-base in general, most of those log cabins do come with their own support structure. If if it was me, I would definitely advise that um, a concrete base goes in just to, to make sure that you don't have any structural issues going forward. And then obviously you need to consider your services, so you need to make sure that your waste pipes and drainage pipes are in place before you put the structure in place as well. Uh, presumably these log cabins are kind of temporary structures so maybe they're not subject to the same planning rules? Yeah, um, <laughs> we're, we're going into a tricky subject there yeah. Pat, but yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, yes, temporary structures are allowed in some circumstances and those log cabins, again, it depends on how expensive you or, 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 or what grade you go for. But um, yeah, some of them can be quite permanent, um, but in general, they are considered to be a temporary structure. Now, Breda says, can you ask Pete, what type of external insulation can I get on the single storey kitchen extension where the dividing wall with the neighbour is solid, not breeze block, and I can't get the 100 millimetres insulation as it would be taking up some of their garden is lime render externally and lime plaster inside a good option? Um, lime render does not have a thermal property in it. So what I what usually happens in situations like that where where external wall insulation comes to a corner and then you've got a shared boundary, yeah. you, you have to dry line on the inside then. So and how thick is the dry lining compared? I mean, if I look at the way houses are wrapped, you're looking at probably. What, what a, a hundred mils of insulation! I like a pattern. I like I like the way you, you know your you know your numbers yeah. there. You're, you're dead right, yeah. Um, you, obviously, the more insulation you put on the internal, um, the the better insulate, the better thermal value you will get from it. But um, yeah, to, to again, if you if you're going for a grant because you can get a grant for internal dry lining as well, you need to make sure that you reach. How the thick spec. would the dry lining then be internally if you've got the the one hundred mils wrapping the parts that you can wrap? Yeah, and then you're going inside to the bit you can't wrap. 
Uh, what thickness would it have to be? Well, a lot of external insulation is up to 150 millimetres okay. now as well, but on the internal, it's usually a, a 112 mil uh, insulation, which is basically a composite board, which is insulation with a plaster board on it as well. Okay. And so, what about its thermal properties compared to the external wrapping? Yeah, well, the thermal properties will be very good as well. Um, obviously, there's a lot more to consider just rather than the one insulation uh, property because you have to make sure that you lap your corners properly and um, it's how you fix it to the wall and that type of stuff as well. So if you are internally dry lining, it does allow you to run some services as well behind the dry lining. But again, it will um, reduce the, the overall dimensions of your room a little bit as well. And uh, this one, uh, you have to kind of try to imagine this. I want to know about a wall between a kitchen and diner in two stories 1980s house, not a load bearing wall, radiators on either side of the wall would there be much of a price difference if I just knocked the top half and put an island in the opening very interesting a lot, yeah. a lot going on there um, a lot going on there <laughs> yeah there is indeed um, so first of all they, they need to make sure that they are 100% sure that it's not a load bearing wall and then second of all um, if you have a radiator on both sides it does sound as though you know you're going to move, need to move at least one of them if not two of them um, it is similar type of work that we would do on, on home rescue where we would get in and remove a, a non-load bearing wall sometimes we, we do remove load bearing walls as well with a steel beam in replacement but if you're going to be bringing your island or your kitchen up to that uh, kind of a window effect at that stage, yeah. you're going to have to move the radiator anyway in, in most situations. So the answer to the question is probably yes, but uh, <laughs> that person definitely seems yeah. to need, so needs the, a bit more So the idea is they would keep their radiators and the lower part of the wall while mm. knocking out the top part. Yeah. And so they've got interconnection between the two. Yeah, that, that can work. Mm. Yeah, can work. That's the old kind of uh, kitchen into the dining room type of effect where you would be serving the dinner through now, the Here's through the, the impossible question. Can you please ask Pete how to find a builder? We tried to build <laughs> but couldn't even get someone to call in to quote in the southeast. Well, that's exactly why I've set up Let's Talk Homes because it is very difficult to get even information, never mind a, a builder. So, um, now well, what I would say is, and I, I say this a lot, like, speak to people who, you know, maybe in the in the local area who've had a builder, speak to friends and family who've had a builder. If if that relationship has worked out well, well, then you can reach out. Um, so if somebody calls me and says, um, hi, uh, you did a job for, you know, Mary yeah. uh, two months ago. And obviously if I've gone on well with Mary and that job went well, well then, you know, I'm certainly open to yeah, And to it's worth looking at neighbours as well who've had a job Absolutely. done because they, it means the builder's prepared to work in your area. Yeah, it may be convenient for that builder to get another job. Oh, 100%. And again, if you're working with a designer or an architect, usually they would have some, some builders that they do work with in general mm. as well. Um, this is a very interesting one. Uh, can you ask Pete if it's possible to join two adjacent apartments in a multi-storey building into one? Now well, it's possible. Anything is possible, Pat. Um, when it but comes you know what I mean? If it's the structure of the multi-storey that might, you know, you might be breaking down a a wall that might be holding the fellow upstairs up. <laughs> yeah, well, look, again, that's just load-bearing. Again, there's 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 lots of ways around um, getting over removing a load-bearing wall. Usually means replacing it with a steel beam or something structural. Um, in terms of planning, you'd, 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 you'd want to get good advice on that as well. And again, if you were ever going to try and sell your new big apartment, which is made out of two apartments, you, you would have to make sure you've legally done the right thing there mm. as well. So the answer is yes, physically, and a bit more difficult paperwork-wise than it probably would be physically. All right, well, look, uh, Pete, thank you very much. So many questions coming in. As usual, uh, they come in when you're actually on air. Uh, but thank you very much uh, for you, uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.